BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. Monday Night Football. It is the Chicago Bears, as I mentioned, at the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers are favored by seven. It's not about who wins tonight. It's about by how much do the Pittsburgh Steelers win. The Chicago Bears are hot garbage. I'm shocked that they still have a head coach. And I think if he hadn't gone into COVID protocol last week, Moose, they'd have fired him. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Uh, Well, that's a first. Way to go, Paul. Uh, 20 seconds ago, I just screamed 15. Oh, my God, we're on the air. I don't have my earpiece in. I don't have my comments up. Oh, what a day. Good one, Rod. Not really, Rick Regan. Uh, well, let me get these comments. I want to know what people are saying out there. Oh, man, Paul. Yeah, Paul was distracting who, us. Who we haven't talked about a lot lately because he hasn't been around. He's been busy doing Paul things. Yeah. It spent the last 20 minutes Thanks on the couch. Thanks a lot, Paul. And then all of a sudden. It's like 11 o'clock. Wait, I'm like, why is that intro rolling? Our show's on. You're on the air, dummy. Don't. What is the... Uh, uh. Website for the text line. I'll, uh, yeah, I'll get. You that got it saved here. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh Just boy. Just go to your history and. Uh, this is the warm up, proudly presented by Ecold Electric. I think proudly presented by Ecold Electric. How do you like us so far? We're both wearing red today. I like. I see you got the memo. You're I did. Texting somebody. Can yes. I? Can I get you to put your phone away? <laughs> <laughs> Look at me. I don't really care. Do what you want to do. I Just stay off care. my ass when I'm on my. Not you. Everybody. 
Uh, if you want to know what's going on and join the discussion, you can text us 902-518-3033. Did you get a jingle done yet for that? I know. 908-5, Sounds like a carpet commercial. It does. It does, doesn't it? Um, Two, three hundred. Empire. Oh boy, they're 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 complaining about officiating already. Oh, oh yeah. man, were you reading my diary? Because it's in the quick six. Coming up on the program today, Ryan Leslie from uh, Sportsnet Flames. He's the host of Flames Broadcast. And Claire Hanna, our good and longtime friend, uh, you know where you love her, from CTV, TSN. She just left the sweatpants capital for Ottawa, the nation's capital. From the sweatpants capital to the nation's capital. And you see they're having a massive COVID outbreak with the Senators. Mm -hmm. You see they canceled practice yesterday. The coach and players are in protocol. We're going to get the bottom of that with Claire. So that's coming up on the program today. And I think without further ado, let's hit the uh, quick six uh, show topic. Thank you, Jordan, who it's his birthday today. Mm -hmm. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Jordan. Do we know how old? Do we have a photo of him? Oh, no. He's 26. He just told me in my ear thing. Really? Plenty of time to screw up your life, Jordan. Don't worry. Bingo! Are you ready? Yes. All right. Point number one, I wanted to start with hockey, and that looked like I was going to start with hockey, and then Monday Night Football took over. It was a thriller last night. Did you watch it on TSN and ESPN? Of course you did. Chris Boswell hit a 40-yard field goal with 30 seconds left to help Pittsburgh to a 29-27 win over the Chicago Bears. Pat Freimer Youth had two touchdown catches for the Steelers. The Bears attempted a 65-yard field goal on the final play, but the ball was well short of the uprights. Look, we're going to get to hockey right away, but you, we, we got to talk about the football game. It was 14-0 at one time when I switched over from the game I was actually watching, the Panthers and the Rangers. I'm like, oh, this is going to be nothing. They're going to cover the seven-point spread that we talked about. Remember, we took that deal. Yeah. No, the Bears come back and didn't win the game, but they beat the spread. They made it a game. They scored 21 points in the fourth quarter. And all the talk was of the linebacker, Cassius Marsh, who bumped the referee, got called for taunting. You saw the whole story there. Oh, yeah. And uh, what did you think about the penalty for Cassius Marsh? He bumped the referee. Well, the taunting penalty was he went over to to the the opposition bench sidelines and started John flag come. And then he bumped the ref on his way back to his own sideline, and it extended a drive. Really hurt his team. Really hurt the team. And the Bears coaches knew... That he made the mistake. They were chewing him out on the sidelines. Yep. But I still didn't like the call. And I'm the one who understands why taunting is there and how it can be applied and how it can't. And it is very confusing because it feels subjective as to when you call it when you don't. You know, I, he, he walked to the sideline and he wasn't really close enough to the sideline that it was going to cause anything. wasn't going to lead to anything. He just kind of looked at him after making a play. And he was pumped after making the play, which I'm okay with. To the sideline, to the crowd, it's when you stand over a player and flex on him or you spike a ball on a player, you get in a guy's face after you've made a play, that whole kicking somebody when they're down. That's the taunting that needs to be called. But when you do it to the crowd or you do it just off to the field on your own and you celebrate a touchdown or you celebrate a sack, that's not taunting. 
to the to the world. It's when you do it right in, in the opposition's face after you've sacked them. Well, but right? how come you get to decide what's taunting and what isn't? That's the point. Yeah, but I think that's how it's it's well, written. I, sure. I get it. I'm just saying it's a gray area. It's always going to be a gray area. And so um, Jennifer from the Four Seasons writes in. She says, officiating was a little biased, in my opinion, from the general in Calgary. Ref was at fault, and I'm just so done with the officiating discussion. I feel like nobody really cares until it's my team that gets screwed. Then I want to talk about officiating. Oh, yeah. But everybody else's games, I don't care about the Steelers and the Bears. Are you kidding me? And you want to talk about whether or not the Bears linebacker, Cassius Marsh, he said after the game he got hip-checked by the ref. You older, smarter people like me that are sitting there nodding your head right now, you're going to nod your head and go, Rod's right, yeah. What are you even doing in the vicinity of the referee? Let's just act like there's a five-foot halo around the referee and don't even go near him. How about that? Because I didn't think the ref intentionally stuck his ass out to hit Marsh on his way by. Did you? What referee is going to say, hey, that 270-pound <laughs> linebacker, let's just get in the way of him. But that's what the players said after the game is what happened. And there are people that are backing him. So anyways, stay the hell away from referees. How, how about that? Why are we even having this discussion today? And then the taunting call, same thing. I mean, while you watched Get Up this morning, I asked you if you did on ESPN and Swagoo, uh, Marcus Spears said, well, what he did talking at the bench, that's football. Yeah, well, maybe football needs to change. And I'm here for that discussion. I'm here for the hockey discussion, by the way, in hockey culture. Like, I realize I grew up in it. I realize I'm a big part of it. But I'm also open enough to say maybe that's wrong. I'm used to the bullying. I'm used to the cowering. I did not feel like I was going to go down this road today. But there was a player who came back to me several years after he played on a team that I was on. He was hazed. And he told me, Rod, that incident broke me. And it did. I was at the front of the bus when it happened. I didn't do anything. Our coach was an upstanding gentleman. He didn't do anything. So I'm not going to say the team. I'm not going to say the player, but it was wrong. So I stood around. This guy went on to broken families, broken life. He's just now getting his act together a long time later. So that's not exactly what we're getting into with Cassius Marsh, but my point is, that's what these rules are for. They're trying to change the game. To say, well, that's hockey. Put up with it. That's football. Maybe that's wrong. Enough on that? No, it's I'm a, sorry to go on a life you know, lesson. No, it's a great discussion to have because so early on. You know, that whole issue of like, hey, but that's hockey. Well, yeah, but does it have to be? That's my point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, from my cousin Christine, she's watching in Medicine Hat. She says, Good morning, sports fans. Happy birthday, Chris. We love you from all of the Peterson clan. I bet you she didn't expect that. How about that? How about that? Now to hockey. Alex Ovechkin scored his 741st career goal to tie Brett Hull for fourth on the NHL's all-time list and helped the Washington Capitals beat the Buffalo Sabres 5-3 on Monday night. At age 36, Ovechkin is on pace to pass third place. Yammy Yager's 766 goals before the end of the season. Wayne Gretzky holds the all-time record with 894 goals, followed by Gordon Howe with 801, and they spelt Gretzky wrong in the wire copy. What should happen to that person? 
Am I a bully for saying they should be publicly flogged for spelling Gretzky wrong? That's yes. That's Gretzky. Right. If there's one name you shouldn't spell wrong ever, it's Wayne they, Gretzky. They should at least be disciplined in some fashion. Yes. Igor Shesterkin made a season-high 42 saves to help New York hold off the Florida Panthers 4-3, which saw its first loss in regulation this season. The Panthers, A2, lost to rain and scored 20 seconds into the third for Florida. Sam Reinhart made it 4-2 at 18-34 of the third before Patrick Holmquist scored at 19-20 of the third to make it a one-goal game. The Panthers entered the game 10-0-1. Their only blemish, a shootout loss at Boston on October 30th. They were coming off a 5-2 win over previously unbeaten Carolina. And, uh, yeah, I watched the game. It was not, obviously, you saw Ron Doogie and I build it up yesterday. Doogie called a one-goal game for the race. He said 3-2. He couldn't have been more wrong. It was 4-3. And the Panthers were out shooting the Rangers 2-1 in the game. But I watched it, and they weren't good shots. They weren't good scoring chances. Uh, you know what? It was a stinker. Throw it away. You just hope this isn't a sign of things to come for the Florida Panthers without Joel Quenville. It's 11-11, by the wow. way. Wow. You had a point. It was uh, 1-1, or one nothing. sorry, for You're the Rangers. It? Yeah. And was Fox's goal shorthanded, the second goal? I think it was, yeah. On that bad turnover? Like, it just seemed like the Panthers weren't mentally in it. You know, I when know. you're on the power play I know. I know. and you're making a sloppy play like that, and even up the boards, like they're shoveling it along the boards, just little half plays, completely leaving their goaltender out to dry. But that happens. You know, you just come off the big win against Carolina. You're playing well. You got the point straight going. Eventually, you get a little complacent. And when you've got Igor Shosturkin in goal for New York, who's a very good goaltender, one of the best, I think, one of the best in the NHL now, You've always got a chance. You have to bear down and beat every team in the National Hockey League. So I think they bear took down. the night off. Got to bear down every night. Like I said, I hope this isn't a sign of things to come. From John in Winnipeg. John, um, he says the Monday night football game was awesome last night. John, you're 10 minutes late on that one. Coffee started <laughs> at 11 Central. Jonathan Quick made 33 saves Monday as the Los Angeles Kings defeated the sluggish Maple Leafs 5-1 to snap Toronto's five-game win streak. I see you were, so you were watching the Florida-New York game. Obviously, I got you hyped for that, and then you, didn't, you went to a movie, so you didn't even watch the Leafs. That's right. Okay, when we're moving on, forward Jack Eichel said Monday he's relieved the blockbuster trade that sent him from the Buffalo Sabres to the Vegas Golden Knights is behind him. And he's looking forward to being on the ice with his new team, even though it may take three months. Eichel will have his preferred choice of surgery for his neck injury this Friday and is thankful the Golden Knights have been supportive of the procedure. He feuded with the Sabres over, triggering discontent with the organization. You saw him show up last night, I assume you did, or yesterday in Las Vegas. They had dancing girls, unicorns, midgets. He rolled up. (laughs) It's Vegas. He rolled up in the limo, right? They, They had the door for him, and it, like... You can't fake real emotions, right? You can't. It's really difficult. You can't do it. And he walked out of that car and was genuinely, I think he was surprised. And like the excitement, it was like a kid at Disneyland for the first time. Like you couldn't wipe the smile off his face. You just hope that can turn into something really great. You don't get that in Buffalo. Uh, No. Um, Carlos is watching in Indianapolis and he says, how about that poll question? 
And it goes back to point one that I, I'm sorry, I skipped over. There was other NFL notes beside Monday Night Football. Odell Beckham Jr. is officially free of the Cleveland Browns. They've got all the contractual stuff out of the way. And he's free to sign with whomever he wants, I believe, as of today. And so the poll question, we kicked this around for all of, what, 27 seconds? Yeah. Um, What is the best landing spot for OBJ? And this morning on ESPN, their options, which is what I went with here today, are the Rams, Kansas City, Chiefs, New England Patriots, or other. And we're asking who. 34% of you are going with other. They They had... Rams, Chiefs, Packers, Patriots. And I dropped the Packers and put who? So we can kick that around uh, throughout the morning, by the way. Thanks for the reminder, Carlos and Indy. Um, We don't need him in Dallas because we have the number one offense in the National Football League. So I don't really care. You? We don't need him in Tennessee. Um, With A.J. Brown and, and Julio Jones, I don't think there's a fit or the money. Um, I went off the board. I thought that the Saints could use him. I thought the Saints could use him. Now, they don't have Jameis Winston in his big arm, but they don't have Michael Thomas either. So all of a sudden, a deep play threat to complement that great defense in New Orleans, I think, makes them a contender or, or elevates their status a little bit. Um, but the Patriots is interesting because Clark came on a pre-show. I mean, it's like, do you think that's a Bill Belichick move to get – a guy like OBJ, do you think they want that in their locker room? I said, well, there's a track record, right? They had um, Josh Gordon. They had OBJ. They had Randy Moss. They've gone, they had Ocho Cinco, right? They went, Bill Belichick is not shy away from these personalities to have on no, the team. No, not at all. They don't always work out and last. I mean, Randy Moss did, but the others really didn't. So I could see the Patriots taking a run at it. We also heard the Seahawks pop up and Russell Wilson would love to have him so as a matter of fact what I heard was all but three teams have interest all but three wow and they were I think the Bucks the Cowboys and potentially the Titans makes sense isn't that interesting yeah um we're going to pause and when we come back we're only two two topics for the quick six show topics by the way so when we come back, we'll get into a CFL. Bob Irving announcing this will be his last season with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. This will be the last season. It'll be announced tomorrow. What movie? <sighs> Slapshot. Oh. Bob Irving memories. CJOB called me and had me on today and said, Rod, what are your best Bob Irving memories? I got quite a few. We're going to talk about good old Knuckles, where he got that nickname, if you don't know. Uh, the XFL's hiring some big-name executives. What does that mean? We'll talk a little CFL in tonight's featured game. It's a happy Jets game day, Winnipeg. Big Central Division collision coming your way tonight at Canada Life Place. Uh, we'll preview that as well. On the way, Ryan Leslie and Claire Hanna. You're watching Canada's daytime sports talk show. It's the RP Show on Game Plus Television Network. YouTube. And 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Listen live. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got to subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? 
Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Okay, welcome back to the uh, RP Show, everybody. There's a lot of people that are writing in that are getting annoying to me right now, and I'm just going to ignore them. You know what I'm saying? Good idea. Handle it with grace, as those Instagram memes say that I read so much. Uh, we're just, we're just dumping right back in, jumping right back into the deep end here. The quick six show topics. We're only two topics in. Um, so this morning, CJOB Winnipeg, Manitoba's information superstation announced. And actually I think Knuckles did himself here. Bob Irving, the longtime voice, the hall of fame voice, the iconic voice of not just the Winnipeg blue bombers, but I would say he's the conscience of the Canadian football league. Bob Irving when this Grey Cup's played, when this bomber season is over, it'll be his last. And I can tell you that this is going over, uh, man, everybody's pouring in with emotions, comments, all across Manitoba, all across the CFL. I had CJOB call me for uh, my best Bob Irving memories this morning. <laughs> That's airing on CJOB. So here are mine. Uh, many. 20 seasons, voice of the Rough Riders here, and he's like 48, 49 years as the voice of the Blue Bombers. Like, as long as I've been alive. Think about that. Mm -hmm. He's from Lestock, Saskatchewan. But you wouldn't know. Bob's like, completely turned his back on Saskatchewan. (laughs) He's Mr. Manitoba. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't mind that I say that. Lestock, Saskatchewan. Look it up. And also, the day before every... Labor Day game or Banjo Bowl, Knuckles and I would lean against the stands in the old stadiums or the new stadiums. But the old stadiums, we would argue over whose stadium was worse. I would go, Taylor Field's the biggest dump in the CFL, Bob. No, 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 Rod. It's, it's Canada in Stadium. It's the worst. There's no hot water there. It's the, the, you know, the ceiling's falling down. And I'm like, well, I'll go show you ours, Bob. We would argue about how, which had the worst stadium. And then we build these splashy Taj's Mahal, IG Field in Winnipeg, and Mosaic Stadium here. And then we're like, our stadium's the best, Bob. Ours is the best. Look, it's more beautiful. It's newer. It's got these modern kids. No, Rod, no, Rod. No, IG Field's the best. And we, would, and we would laugh, of course, and argue over all that stuff. There's that. But probably the one that I remember the most was terrible. It was 2009 Grey Cup, 13th man in Calgary, McMahon Stadium. Riders just... Blew the Grey Cup on the last play of the game on their own penalty. We all know the story. We're walking out of the press box. I am literally in a state of trauma. I'm in shock. Bob puts his arm around me and goes, terrible for the Rough Riders. Great for the CFL. And I'm, what? What? And his son was there, Reed. Reed will back me up on this. How is that great for the CFL? Took me a few days, weeks months or maybe years to realize he's probably right. And then when I left the Rough Riders, Bob called within 24 hours. We had a great talk. He knew the circumstances. It was awesome. Uh, Had his support. And he's just a class guy. Bob Knuckles Irving. This will be his last season, his voice of the Blue Bombers. CJOB told me that they were the uh, ceremony honoring Bob will be the West Final because that's their next home game. And he's just deadly. He's a guy that doesn't have an enemy. I don't know anybody that doesn't like Bob Irving. You know, I don't know how you do that. Clearly, I have no idea. (laughs) But he's a good friend of mine. 
an icon, always looked up to him. So anyways, that's my take on Bobber. You were going to say how he got the name Knuckles. Ah, because he was a white knuckle flyer. It wasn't because oh. he was scrapping in the alley <laughs> or outside the stadium. He was a white knuckle to this day, I think. Knuckles, white knuckles on the seats flying. The airlines. Flying. So he always looked forward to the Labor Day Classic because he could drive. I get it. Across the prairies. Yeah, yeah. The most exciting drive on the globe. Winnipeg to Regina and back. Well, he wants to go out on top. The, the Bombers have never been this good, this consistently, this dominant in my memory, at least recently. Um, I'm trying to think of how far back you'd have to go. But, yeah, it's been a great run. And clearly uh, the people in, in Winnipeg love him and they respect him across the country. Respect is, honestly, man, icon doesn't cover it. What's bigger than an icon? Because that's what Bob would be. That's how I feel about the guy. Uh, I'm just checking all the comments from the viewers here. Uh, Brooke, how do I say Brooke Henderson? It's B. Henderson. Right. It might be Brooke Henderson. Says, uh, Canada Stadium didn't have AstroTurf, just concrete painted green. <laughs> now, now we're in an argument over what's worse, and I'll say ours was worse. From the Puck and Pigskin podcast in Calgary, I just had that conversation with Jed Roberts yesterday. Jed said Taylor Field was horrible. No hot water, tiny crappy towels, no heat in the fall, no AC in the summer. Ours is worse. Like every game I would roll in there to call a game, there'd be a dead pigeon on my desk, a mouse crap all over the place. I'm like, is anybody cleaning this? It was such a dump. It was a prison. The press box was a prison. Uh, Are we moving on? Sure. Sprinkling in a few comments here from Kenny Gill, writing us at 902-518-3033. Hello, Rod and Darren. Kenny Gill listening in Scranton, Pennsylvania. 15 degrees Celsius here, getting pumped for CFL this weekend. We were going to say what the uh, Canada's Game of the Week was. We're going to have that poll, but we're going to save it to tomorrow. We've got the OBJ poll up today. What is the best landing spot for Odell Beckham Jr.? We got the Rams, Patriots, Chiefs, or other. Uh, Brady, very interesting. Brady, writing in from the Bridge City. Hey, Rod, on this date two years ago, the last segment of Coach's Corner with Don Cherry and Ron McLean aired after 37 years in Canada. Are we going down that road? How about that? I was doing a dinner that night. I've told it before. I'll say it again. In Paradise Hill, Saskatchewan. I think that was the night with Brian and Daryl Sutter, Buddy Benz Miller, the Chuck Wagon racing legend, and R- Rachel Holman. I came back to my room. Saw this in the hotel, saw this furor going on on Twitter about what Don Cherry had said about you people. Oh, yeah, that now I get it. Now I see why it's the anniversary around Remembrance Day, right? Right. And uh, I looked up the clip and I just said, he's done. I don't like it, but he's done. (laughs) Right? Mm -hmm. It's too bad. And the thing is, grapes... From the Saturday to the Monday seemed like six months long. <laughs> you know, know. The furor that was going back and forth. Will they keep him? Will they not? What, did he do something wrong? Did he not? And uh, I guess it was on the Monday. 
Grapes got asked to come in or was asked to come in and apologize for what he said on the air about you people. And he's like, nope. <laughs> Toodaloo. Talk about probably the best way for Grapes to go out. Right? Yeah. But not the best way. CBC, Hockey Dead in Canada should be ashamed of themselves and Rogers for the, for the way that because we've had Don Cherry on the air. He got choked up. I was just talking about this the other day. When they go on the air, you don't see Blue jumping up, barking like the intro. There's nothing. There's no memory of Don Cherry anywhere with Hockey Night in Canada or anywhere around that facility in downtown Toronto. And that's disgraceful. But that's broadcasting in 2021. Yeah, you? it really is. I mean... It's classless. Yeah, I agree with you, knowing that in that moment, you kind of knew he was done and that it was not appropriate. And you know what? If he apologizes and explains what he meant, he's fine, you know, but not apologizing and not being remorseful or whatever different story. But I mean, it doesn't take away what he's meant to the game at all. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't take away what he's meant to the game, what he still means to the game, what he brought to the game. He was responsible for a lot of the growth in this game and for making kids everywhere fall in love with hockey and treat the game with respect. I'll always that. remember that, yeah. Well, they're saying the suits to the game, while Don Cherry would not say it's because of him, now they're saying that the kids, you see it in Pee Wee, you see it in Adam, kids wearing uh, suits to the game, at least a shirt and a tie, maybe want not to. a shirt or something. And they're saying, oh, it's because of Don Cherry and respect for the game. And that's what this world is really missing, is respect. And my only thing, by the way, with the cherry thing, I didn't want to see him get fired, obviously, of clearly. Course. But um, my thing is, why are you just going after immigrants for not wearing poppies? What about all the people that were born and raised here that don't wear poppies? It's not just new Canadians. No. You know what I mean? That was, I didn't understand that. But Graves made a career of <laughs> not caring for the immigration policy of Canada, right? So... Remember when he went to the Olympics? You probably don't. You were 11 in 98 in Nagano. He's with Ron McLean. Do you remember this? Standing by no, the No, but I can imagine. Well, great. So we're here at the Olympics. You know, your thoughts on, uh, <laughs> on these uh, Japanese Olympics. Well, you know what I don't like, Ron? Over here in Japan, too many foreigners. I don't think you could say that. No, a different world in 98. Like, oh. No social media in 98. The guys, he's not with us anymore, but one of our staffers here said, had, uh, when all that cherry stuff went down two years ago, he said, I looked up some cherry videos on YouTube. My God, this stuff he used to do. Like the early 90s with the Kelly Rudy, the blue chiffon. Oh, yes. The, blue, <laughs> the visor How talk. he hadn't been canceled Ooh. before that. That's Minor miracle. No cell phones, no social media, no camera right. phones, no PVR, right? Yeah. Oh, we got a break. Clark's telling us to break. We'll be right back with uh, Ryan Leslie. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV, YouTube, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now.
Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to the studio with Rod. Jumping right into the fire here. We are uh, going out on the video chat. We appreciate Ryan Leslie joining us from Sportsnet Flames. It's an off day for them, but they're meeting the media today. Les, it's been far too long. Your Flames second place in that uh, Pacific Division, man. How's times in Cowtown? It's good. Uh, not an off day, Roddy. They've got the San Jose Sharks here. That's why I've kind of had to change things up, so I apologize. Oh. It is game day and the availability is on the move, but this team is uh, is rolling right now, and they're doing it the right way. If anybody's had a chance to see the games, uh, it's like, wow, this is, this is surprisingly good. It's one thing to kind of eke out wins. It's one thing to kind of steal wins, but they're going about it in a way, for the most part, that I think coaches, uh, hockey purists, I think fans have been entertained with the way they're going about it. Um, they're winning close games. They're getting leads. And it's, I don't know if anybody saw this coming. So it's been a pleasant start. Yes, I see that. I don't know how I skimmed over that. That is one of 10 games tonight. Sharks at Flames, which I believe will be their first meeting of the year. What's the storylines going into this game? What are you going to be looking for tonight? Well, the San Jose Sharks are decimated with the COVID and the COVID protocol. And, uh, Seven regulars are out of their lineup, but yet they've been getting it done and playing uh, some pretty good hockey. So I'm just trying to keep an eye on here uh, with some availability about to happen. But um, <laughs> so interestingly enough, behind the bench, uh, because the you know staff have been hit by a coaching staff as well. So the Sharks are going to have like Mike Ricci uh, behind the bench. They're going to have John McClain. You know, they're going to have Nabokov is the goalie coach right now. So this is this is wild. So John McClain will be behind the bench. Uh, John Madden. Uh, you know, Mike Ricci, it's fascinating, but they're getting it done with a lot of uh, determination. A year ago, this may have not have happened for the San Jose Sharks, but uh, they're hanging around after getting off to a pretty good start. So for, for Calgary, though, I think um, they want to keep this momentum going. Rod, this is the last home game before they head on a seven-game Eastern road swing. You'll recall they were already out on the road in the East uh, for a good chunk to start the season. That really galvanized this group, and it really brought them to a place where they felt, all right, let's get to know each other, let's play well, let's play for one another, and they're kind of itching to get going. So you don't want to look past this game at all um, before you head out for a seven-game roadie. Um, so they're happy with the way uh, they played on Saturday night against the Rangers. They won 6 nothing. at fantastic goaltending. You had the Kachuk between the legs goal. Johnny Gaudreau is absolutely buzzing. This team is kind of hitting on all cylinders right now, and I say it's kind of a surprise because anybody who's followed the Flames in the last couple of decades has known that they have not gotten out to great starts to begin a season. So everybody will take this and, uh, and roll with it. Be honest, Ryan. Do you need to go? Be honest. With you. I see people flying by. Do you have to go immediately? I'll, I'll let you know when I do, Roddy. I love being with you. Okay, well, I love having you with me, but I also know that you would delay it if you had to stay on this show. So you just drop the phone and go when you have to. Um, hey, the, it's the same team, though, largely from last year. So I want to know what, for the most part. So what has changed? Well, the, uh, they lost their captain. That was significant. Uh, yeah. it, so, you know, that's a, that's a big part of uh, not only losing a certain identity, but gaining a new one. And... Uh, you know, there are new faces. They're, they're, the core is somewhat the same in that you still have your Kachucks and your Lindholm and your Gaudreau's and, you know, Monaghan. But Monaghan's in a different role right now. And certain guys are, are sort of, they needed to have bounce backs, if you will, and they needed to take steps forward. I can't say enough about the way Johnny Gaudreau is playing uh, and a two-way game as well. Matthew Kachuk found his game and they continue to roll. And, and Elias Lindholm has just been the, you know, he and Andrew Mangiapane, 
at one point we're league leaders in goals. So, you know, there have been guys who've taken steps. There's been guys who uh, are, are really kind of fine. And the new faces, I don't know if I saw Erica Branson playing this well and being such a, a, a leader for this team as well. I don't know if I saw, you know, the way that uh, certain new guys have come on. And I think the big thing is, is Jacob Markstrom, four shutouts in, in nine starts. So you got a good goalie and you've got complete buy-in and four lines rolling. It doesn't matter who it is. You're a tough team to beat. Hockey Night in Canada. Matthew Kachuk was on Hockey Night in Canada either after the game or between periods. They asked him about the Eichel speculation. I don't know if you saw his answer, but he would rolled his eyes. He's like, I wasn't paying any attention to it. Just from watching him, I don't know him. I'm not the biggest fan of Matthew Kachuk, but you always seem to have been. Tell me why. Why what? Why he wasn't surprised? No, why you have been such a Kachuk fan when there are so many that aren't. Oh, my gosh. I'm surprised you don't love him, Roddy. You, you, you're like uh, a watered-down working man's version of Matthew Kachuk in the media. <laughs> why you, you might love well say the neutered. You love, say you neutered. Love to, I'm a neutered version yeah, of Matthew sure. Kachuk. Yeah, yes. exactly. He's right up your alley, but you can't because you've got your uh, Edmonton Oilers pom-poms on all the time, so you can't even remotely... Uh, look this way, but I get it. Uh, he's got his detractors, uh, but he's certainly got his fans in any market he plays in, and the league talks about him, and he plays the role well. So, I gotta run. I apologize. Okay, buddy. Appreciate the time. This was great. Alright, buddy. Bro. Same to you. Good here. He's here for a good time, not a long time. Are you guys writing that down? Euler pom-poms. Right. Well, uh, if the Flames start treating me as well as the Edmonton Oilers, maybe we'll have a discussion. But I get it. I get it with Matthew Kachuk. He's one of those guys. Hey, Calgary's got two of them, Bo Levi Mitchell and Matthew Kachuk. Would we, not, would, would we not say that's the similarity there? So that's a pretty good preview there for the uh, Flames and the Sharks tonight. And I skimmed over it here. I got 10 games written down. I got it right in front of me, San Jose at Calgary, Oilers at Detroit, which... Since he had to go, and we've got Taco Time viewer takeover coming up, let's do the sports update right now. Here's what's going on tonight. The struggling Montreal Canadiens host the surging LA Kings. The Kings won their fifth straight last night with a 5-1 victory over the Toronto Maple Leafs. Montreal's lost four of its last five. They are dead last in the Eastern Conference. And you can believe, can you believe, last Wednesday when we did our season debut of the top five, bottom five, I had Montreal in the bottom five. They were the only fan base that grumbled. or They were the only people that disagreed with my bottom five that Montreal was even in it. And now they're dead last in the East. The Oilers look to continue their franchise best start when they visit the Detroit Red Wings. They are 9-1 and one so far. They enter tonight's action a point ahead of rival Calgary for top spot in the West. And as you just saw, the Flames are home to the San Jose Sharks. How exciting is this? The two teams atop that Pacific Division are the Edmonton Oilers and Calgary Flames. Wow. How about that Central Division? The Winnipeg Jets continue a six-game homestand tonight as they welcome the St. Louis Blues to Canada Life Center. The Jets are 2-1 and one so far on this uh, homestand, coming off a 2-0 loss to the Islanders on Saturday. In other games, Ottawa visits Boston and Vancouver welcomes Anaheim. And we'll be going to Ottawa next hour. Claire Hanna will join us to talk about all things Senators. So they've had their COVID issues too. 
and maybe a little Red Blacks as well. Pittsburgh Penguins have settled a U.S. federal lawsuit filed by a former minor league assistant and his wife. Jared and Aaron Scaldi accused the team of negligently retaining a coach who allegedly sexually assaulted and harassed Aaron and then retaliating against Jared for reporting the incident. Lawyers for the couple announced the settlement in the news release. Terms were not disclosed. The struggling Milwaukee Bucks look to end a miserable stretch when they visit the Philadelphia 76ers tonight. The defending NBA champion Bucks have lost five of their last six games and are four and six to start the season. Also tonight, Utah hosts Atlanta. The Clippers entertain Portland. Raptors are off. My mind is echoing now. I'm. Can you tell me, should I even try with this Calgary thing. I'm at, we're, we're previewing the game. We're getting along. And then he comes out with your oiler pom-poms. They can't help themselves. They can't help themselves. And you know, we've discussed this on the show before. They say time heals all wounds. And that's wrong. People heal wounds. Not time. It takes people. And it takes two sides. I'm sitting here trying for God's sakes. With Calgary, now I don't think they're picking it up. I don't think they're picking up what I'm putting down. Tacona Pauly, uh, watching Winnipeg, says, Rod, where are those pom-poms Ryan speaks up? I know, right? Where are they? Cheer for a team and people get all butthurt about it. This sports update brought to you by Ballers Rec Room. Check out our brand new line of games Book your group or business Christmas party now for the Tap Brewhouse and Drive-Thru Liquor Store where you'll never need to ask to have the CFL games put on. And for Red Bull Canada, Red Bull gives you wings. Taco time. Viewer takeover is next, and I have a feeling it's going to get spicy. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus television network across all 10 provinces in 31 states. Live on YouTube and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com slash listen live. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now back to your host, Rod Peterson. Welcome back, everybody. It is Taco Time Viewer Takeover. And I got something here from Taco Time. Every Tuesday is Taco Tuesday for only $2 each. Do you order hard or soft-shell tacos? Beef or veggie? Very easy for me. Hard-shell beef. Next question. Yes. Next question. Feel like Rick Regan and I are fighting for airtime. Viewer takeover, as I mentioned, and I don't know what it is. You can write us here. I would suggest this is the best way to do it. 902-518-3033. We're getting more texts on this than the old text line. How about that? I don't know why. Mike writing from Edmonton. Good morning, Rod and Moose. I stumbled upon your show on Game Plus TV in March of this year and about nine months into my sobriety, not knowing who you were. I can happily say I'm still sober to this day. Thank you for sharing your story, Rod. You're a true inspiration for me. Hashtag one day at a time. Thank you, Mike. And by the way, 
I suppose you can follow my uh, recovery career, certified recovery coach here, interventionist at Peterson Recovery. And uh, I put up a comment about that today, one day at a time. Thank you, Mike, for sharing and thanks for the support. Allie in Edmonton writes in and she says, uh, Morning RP show. I had to try the new text line and include a pick of Duke from Friday's game. We were second row from the field. Beautiful November evening for CFL football. Have a great day. Were you able to get that, Clark? Do you want to air it or not? You don't? Okay. He says he, has, uh, he hadn't got it yet. Randy from the Peg writes it. And by the way, we've got a ton of texts from Winnipeg, and I, there's so many I can't get to them all. And I apologize for those that we can't get to. Randy from the Peg. Don Cherry was the only reason I watched intermission. Agree or not with him, it was entertaining. The intermission on Sportsnet sucks now. I don't watch them anymore. Ah, again, that's how and why the broadcasting business has changed. I don't know who's making these programming decisions. I really have no idea. I don't watch the intermissions anymore either, but it gives you the opportunity to flip around to other games, gives you the opportunity to go to the bathroom, it gives you the opportunity to go to the fridge, whatever, check your phone. Um, but I was the guy setting my VCR for 6.45 every Saturday night, 6.45 p.m. My VCR to tape Don Cherry's Coach's Corner because I didn't want to miss it. But that's just not the way the business is anymore. What are you going to do? Grapes made his money. He's fine. The way he was treated on the way out the door, um, inexcusable, but he's not the only one. Again, that's the way sports and broadcasting is now. Wayne in Victoria, B.C. Rod, as you know, I've been watching since day one. I just want to say I like how you have evolved the show and like how your text line works now. Keep up the great work. Yeah, that's on Moose. He came up with this new text line idea, and uh, it's good. Oh, and it's another birthday. Not just my cousin Christine. Not just Jordan our director, but Donald Mitchell. You remember me, uh, I've always referenced our Navy friend, Don. He says, only 60 years young today. You're as old as you think you are. Oh, he's a very fit 60 years old, our Navy friend, Don, out in Ottawa. Right on. <laughs> right? What else do we have here? Let's see what the peasants on the YouTube feed are saying. that don't want to text in. I'm teasing, of course. Uh, from Jeffrey in Calgary, Stam's fan. Gives you the opportunity to get some taco time. Exactly. I remember going to college in Calgary, Mount Royal. There was a taco time right down on Electric Avenue. Do you guys remember? And my roommate was a bouncer in a bar called The Shark Club on Electric Avenue. And every... Weekend night, he would come home all cut up and beat up, and he was a bouncer there. Hey, we're going to carry this over into hour two. Last minute of play in hour one. Last minute. From Big Fan 2019 on YouTube, he's written this question in a couple of times, and I don't have time, obviously, here, but I will answer it. Good. Thanks for putting it up, guys. 
Do you think the CFL can survive after this season, Rod? Attendance hasn't been great across the league. TV viewership also hasn't been great. And fans are just not into it anymore, it seems like. We are going to talk about that next with the Moose. And uh, J.D. Sonic says, there's no way the Bombers don't win the Grey Cup. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about Bob Irving. We'll talk about tonight's NHL games. All of that. Shoot us a message again, 902-518-3033. The brand new text line. We'll be back after this break on Game Plus Television. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.